It's just easier to switch stands than it is to uh, readjust every time. As Diana has emphasized, um, we are looking at core values for Christ followers, and this is core value number three. Uh, I'm referring to mine simply as watch your mouth. And it does come from Exodus chapter 20, uh, verse 7. The first part of that says, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord. And as Diana just indicated, it goes on to say, he will not hold anyone guiltless who does misuse his name. Most of us, if we grew up in a, in a church environment, um, we've heard about the Ten Commandments, we've heard about misusing the Lord's name. Uh, we've come to associate this third core value uh, for Christ followers with swearing or with profanity. So if you knew what we were looking at today, or as you've heard us introduce it, uh, you may be anticipating uh, another you shouldn't swear uh, message. Well, let me just say, you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but most of us already know that. Three reasons why Christ followers need to watch our mouth. Uh, the number three is, we're going reverse order, number three is it can be offensive to others. There are those who are offended when we misuse his name and are offended by the language that we use. Number two is it's a core reflection or witness of who you are as a Christ follower. Whether we like it or not, Christ followers are held to a higher standard. And personally, I think we should be held to a higher standard and we should embrace that. If people know that you profess to be a Christ follower, they're going to evaluate your language differently than they may if you are not. James chapter 3, verse 10. Some of you have heard me talk about James before. And James does a great job of emphasizing the practical applications of what it means to be a Christ follower. And in chapter 3, he's talking about controlling our tongue. And it's there in verse 10 that he says, Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Out of the same mouths come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. And we need to understand that this core value to watch our mouths is to help us be consistent in how we live a life that honors Him. And then the number one reason why we need to watch our mouth is when we don't, it is offensive to God. It's interesting, my experience may be somewhat different than yours, but if people know you're a Christ follower, you may get it on a slightly uh, different level. But it is very common uh, when people use profanity in my presence, especially once they find out what I do for a living, they apologize to me. And there have been times, first of all, uh, they're not saying anything I've not heard before. But when they're misusing the Lord's name, they don't need to apologize to me. They need to apologize to Him. And so we need to understand that our language makes a huge difference. And personally, I found it somewhat helpful to understand that the word profanity comes from the root of profane. And it means not concerned with religion, secular or worldly. And again, if we are living under God's authority, then our language needs to reflect that we are living in his world and not in this world. Most of you know I've been doing this for a long time. In preparing for this message, I couldn't help but reflect back 
over the tenure of my career, going back to the early 1980s. Yes, there was the land before time, all right? Um, but over the length of that time, in my observation, profanity has become increasingly wide, widely accepted within our culture. I can harken back to a time where you rarely heard profanity in music. You rarely encountered it in literature. You never heard it on the radio or the television or the movies. That was the reality that I grew up in. It's interesting to me that in our emotionally charged culture of today, we can create all kinds of trouble for ourselves if we say something inappropriate or insensitive on a vast array of topics. Yet it seems as if few people even raise an eyebrow when the name of the Lord God Most High is used inappropriately. As James said, my brothers and sisters, this should not be. We should be different. And having said all of that, I want to depart from tradition and suggest to you or emphasize for us that the third core value is really not about swearing. Again, going back to my upbringing, there was a sense that the third commandment was about avoiding a specific list of forbidden words. Uh, again, I don't know if they even say it anymore. I know I'm dating myself over and over and over again. But remember when it was four-letter words. You know, you're, you're not supposed to use the four-letter words. And, and we all knew what that meant. And they were the curse words. That's why I find it significant and why I specifically chose to use the NIV translation today. When it says, you should not misuse the name of the Lord. As I indicated earlier in this series of messages, I think it was the first one. As human beings, most all of us tend to tense up a little bit when we're given a command. It just kind of, I just... I may choose to follow it, but there's this initial just kind of tense up toward resistance. So personally, I find it helpful that when I think about the Ten Commandments or core values, to realize that forever thou shalt not, it actually infers a host of positive applications. So if we're being told not to misuse the Lord's name, what is it we're being told that we should do? If we're not supposed to misuse it, then we're supposed to use it properly. And Diana did a good job of emphasizing that a part of that means we don't simply use it for no purpose. We don't simply use his name to express surprise. And I'm going to get up in our business just a little bit. We're not even supposed to just use it to fill dead space in our prayers. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Yes, I'm certainly supposed to use his name when I pray, but it's not just a placeholder. 
It's not just something we stick in there instead of punctuation. Every time we use his name, it's like we're calling for his attention. And just think about it. Just think about it. In my house, if Diana calls my name, and I hear it because we all know that I don't hear well, but if Diana calls my name, that tells me I need to pay attention. If she got in the habit of just incessantly saying, Steve, eventually I would get to the point where she says Steve and I don't even flinch because she just uses my name all the time. Okay. It's interesting. If we, and, and I know this is an oversimplification, but if we extrapolate that to our relationship with God, imagine if every time you said God, he said what? And you were surprised because he answered Over and over and over again. I would suggest to you that it's kind of like, anybody got, does anybody carry cash anywhere? Apparently that's forbidden now because we're not supposed to carry cash. All right. So a few of you, if you had cash, imagine if I said, pull out all the cash in your wallet right now, make a little pile at your feet, and set it on fire. First of all, it would be a bad thing indoors. All right. But we would realize we were wasting something that has some value or has power. When you burn it, it's no longer effective. And I think sometimes the way we use God's name, we're actually taking something that is incredibly powerful and we're just wasting it. Because we're not giving it the respect, the reverence, and the attention it's due. It just becomes a habit. Friends, scripture makes it incredibly clear. His name is wonderful. His name is powerful. And when we consistently utter it in a meaningless or lackadaisical fashion, we are wasting the power of his name. To me, yes, there's a whole host of words we shouldn't use that are just plain inappropriate. But this core value is much more about esteeming and valuing his name to the extent that it deserves. Jesus spoke to this in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. He says, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. They're not praying to God, they're praying to show others that they're praying. Truly, I tell you, they received their reward in full, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I should be following this since I went to the trouble putting slides up there, but I'm so out of the habit I forgot. Uh, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Verse 7, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. I wonder, how many times have I been guilty of just babbling God's name without understanding 
without embracing, without yielding to the full power of what it represents. Friends, I would just suggest that we should become increasingly intentional about using his name with sincerity and humility, understanding all that it represents. Just think about some of the names that we use for God. And remember, as it is used in scripture, God's name is synonymous with his nature. It is synonymous with his very being. It is synonymous with his teaching and his very person. We cannot separate who he is from his name. Did you catch that? His name speaks to the very essence of his being. And we cheapen God when we separate the two. We refer to him as Father, as Creator, as Master, as Savior, as Lord, as Redeemer. And he is. Every time he use, we use his name, that's what we're accessing. He is mighty, he is loving, he is holy, he is gracious. As Diana already shared in Exodus, when Moses said, who should I tell the rulers of Egypt sent me? What's your name? And God said simply, I am that I am. I, my name is who I am. And who I am is my name. And I think sometimes we get so comfortable with his name that we lose sight of just how majestic it is. That reference a couple of passages. I'm going to scroll through a bunch of them. Just, just soak these in as far as the name of God. I will give thanks to the Lord because of its righteousness. I will sing the praise of the name of the Lord Most High. Again, how do we use his name? Uh, Psalm 81. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Psalm 89. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I wonder... How often do we use his name and separate it from his majesty? When it's just another word. But to him they are intertwined. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, never forsake, have never forsaken those who seek you. The association of relationship with his very name. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Do you reverence his name as if it is your very source of protection? Psalm 20 verse 5. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of, the, of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. When you use his name, 
Are you using it in a fashion, a fashion that gives it the glory due his name? In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Glorify with me. Let us glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And again, there are times that we're intentional about exalting his name, but in essence, every time we use his name, that should be a part and parcel of what we're doing. For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. And I will hope in your name, for your name is good. I hope you're picking up on the pattern here. May his name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun. Then all the nations will be blessed through him, and they will call him blessed. Continuing Psalm 72, praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Again, I hope you're picking up. I'm repeating this on purpose, not just because I was bored and filling time. All right. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower, and the righteous run to it and are safe. Do you ever think about God's name that way? It's a fortified tower. It's a place of safety. It's not just a placeholder in our conversation. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Friends, just, just think for a moment. If the name of the Lord is the foundation, the very core of one's pathway to salvation should we ever use that name without a sense of awe and reverence oh my goodness ever use it in a way of disrespect therefore god exalted him to the highest place diana referenced this earlier therefore god exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's interesting. When we stop and look at it in those terms, all of a sudden, some of the things that we say take on a totally different meaning. And I would just encourage you to just stop and think about how we use the Lord's name. And I would contend to you that not using the forbidden words on the list, that's the easy part. When I entered into a relationship with God in a real personal life-changing way. I had a call mom. The world that I grew up in, that was normal. No excuses. But when I began to spend time with people who didn't use that kind of language, 
that was a pretty easy change for me to make because it got awkward in a hurry. Not that anybody ever gave me stink eye because I used something inappropriate. But that was the easy part. Beginning to take his name seriously every time I used it. Stopping swearing, that was pretty easy. I may, in 40 years, I may have had like two slip-ups. But continuously honoring his name and revering his name in church settings, because you get so used to using it, that has been a lifelong journey, and it will continue to. So I invite you today to just think about how you use his name. As I've said repeatedly, the third core value is not just about profanity. It is about respect. It is about reverence. It is about obedience. It is about worship. And it is about that real, personal, life-changing love relationship with God. There's a quote by a Christian author by the name of Elton Trueblood that highlights the essence of this core value. He says simply, the worst blasphemy is not profanity, but lip service. Wow. That takes that core value to a totally different level. Many who call ourselves by Christ's holy name may not use profane words, but we still have a profane heart or a profane attitude. Thus, anything we may do or say in the Lord's name is mere lip service. I wonder, and if, if this is you, I'm not picking on you, but have you ever heard somebody say something inappropriate and they say, oh, I don't know where that came from. Jesus puts it this way, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Moving forward, when we hear, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord, I trust that we will all be mindful to watch our mouth in a fashion that honors the fullness of his name. I invite you to pray with me. And then there are a couple of videos that kind of reflect on this that I just encourage you to, to relax and enjoy. Father, just to realize, just now as I speak your name, I have your full attention. And that's sobering to even think that the God of the universe will focus his attention upon me in this moment, us in this moment, when we simply speak your name. So Father, we say thank you that you love us and you care for us enough 
that every time we speak your name, you're ready to respond. And Father, I would simply ask, I'll just speak for myself. I simply ask that you would help me to once again begin to take your name seriously. To give you the reverence and the honor and the glory your name deserves. And I pray, Father, that each time I speak it, I would once again be mindful of all that it represents. And that I'm calling upon the creator of the universe and the lover of my soul every time I use your name. I assist in the full presence and power of that holy name. Amen. Yeah.